0: Is it the Harley Reid Cup? Is it the 1-8 and eight trophy? Is it the battle for the wooden spoon? Well, whatever it is, the Hawks have got a winnable game locked away as we go to Launceston on Sunday to take on the hapless and injury-riddled West Coast Eagles side. This is the Opposition Analysis Podcast, your preview podcast for all things Hawthorne. This is what we do at Talking Hawks, connecting Hawthorne fans from all around the globe, not just to each other but to the club as well. And just like last week, I've got Liam alongside me. Great man. How are you this very cold evening?
1: One, don't complain about the cold. I'm in Canberra. Two, I'm going really well. How are
0: you? (laughs) I'm cold. That's the point. But uh, we move on, mate. I mean, we probably had this penciled in as a probable victory before the season started. And considering West Coast have got... uh, uh, an extensive injury list of which exceeds one full screenshot on an iPhone. And considering I think at this point, the Hawks have only got four on their injury list at the moment. It's quite a stark contrast, but we are both one and eight, mate. We're both in Strugglesville and their percentage is better than ours, So we, we can't really say that we're that much better than an opposition, no matter who they are.
1: Uh, no. And frankly,
0: even an opposition, that's probably an injury away from giving you, me or
1: Smitty a call. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well if Bailey Williams goes. Yeah, if Bailey Williams goes down. Well, Jack Darling's out. They could have actually rung Smithy up as a center half forward, to be honest. But uh, no, they do have some depth in the key position department, so I might have to stay here in Victoria, I think. Well, the Eagles last year were two and twenty, so one and eight doesn't actually look that bad in comparison. Their percentage was 59.8. And they ended up with, from memory, I think it was the second pick in the draft, which they ended up trading back for. Took Ruben Jinby, Elijah Hewitt in the first round of last year's draft, of which we've seen both of throughout the year. Jinby's been fantastic. Elijah Hewitt is uh, indoctrinating himself into life as an AFL player. Pretty hard to jump into an AFL midfield. But he's doing a serviceable serviceable job so far, I should say. They did lose Junior Rioli, who went to Port, and helped solve their small ball problem a little bit. But it's not really a tale of uh, who left and who came in. Jaden Hunt as well coming in for the Eagles. It's more of a tale of, of who's not available to be selected, Liam. And that is a, a long list of players.
1: Yeah, we'll be here till we each start work in the morning if we were here to listen, if we tried to miss <laughs> them all off. Uh, my brother is a physio student. He might,
0: if he if he ever wants work, he could probably give him a ring. I'm sure they're looking for different physios. Yeah, absolutely. They are. And, and some of them, I mean, the two injuries that they sustained last week were completely unavoidable and just bad luck. Jermaine Jones subbed out of the game uh, with a broken nose and Jack Darling played, according to some experts, an extra 12 minutes of the third quarter with a fractured arm. Holy smokes. And, for as much maligning as Jack Darling's gotten over his career, Liam, we're of course very grateful for him hitting himself in the chin in the twenty fifteen grand final in that third quarter when they were coming. That that is a level of bravery that's to be admired, I think.
1: Yeah, that's probably bravery crossing the line of stupidity. <laughs> but I mean, fair play for willing for willing to being so willing to put in the effort for his team in a season where he'd be well within his right to say, look, I've broken my arm. Could I just you know, go start getting this looked at, reset, reduced, I think is the term, and just, you know, start getting, you know, not risking more
0: severe damage. But, you know, he put in the effort. He can't question his commitment to the Eagles. No, absolutely not. And he's got a very similar career, minus the flags, but statistics-wise, to Jack Gunston. And I just feel like Gunners, not only Hawthorne, of course, we love him more than we would Jack Darling, of course, but I think in the... In the footy stratosphere, if you will. I think we kind of underrate Jack Darling just a little bit for his career. Like I say, he's had a couple of grand final moments. If uh, if Collingwood had a pinch that 2018 grand final, I think West Coast would have sacked him on the spot for that goal square moment. But uh, he won't be playing. Jermaine Jones, as we said, broke his nose. He will be playing. We'll talk about... Uh, the teams in a second. Uh, did you happen to catch any of the Eagles win made? It wasn't almost a couple of months ago now against the giants in round two over at Optus stadium after the giants uh, survived a heat wave against the crows.
1: I caught a few bits and pieces, but they, they won a game at home against the team who just played in the most ridiculously oppressive <laughs> conditions and then had to do the small matter of traveling from Sydney to Perth.
0: Um, well done. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, oh, i love that level of disingenuity uh disingenuousness i should say i'm just making up words at this point my goodness uh let's get to the squads mate uh cj out chad wingard out with a calf strain whatever you think of that and coming into the side jack scrimshaw tyler brockman ned reeves Connor mcdonald and fergus green and they make up the extended interchange with josh Weddle. Harry Morrison and Lockie Bramble, who of course came on as the sub. Who do you think gets in, mate? Who's your Who's your bench out of those four if everyone's fully fit? And how you think the Eagles will line up?
1: Um, I think I think Noah Long probably comes back. I think they want to see him play. He's impressed in the first few weeks and then got injured, so I think they'll bring him back. Mm-hmm. Um. Probably don't think Campbell Chesapeake is looking at their ins. Not no, really. Hawth- Hawthorne first, mate. Yeah, not really sure beyond that for them. Um, for us, I think Ned Reeves certainly comes back in.
0: Even with... they they're not playing too, Ruckman, the Eagles. Bailey Williams doing a pretty serviceable job on his own. Nick Nat obviously not playing. Do you really think that's a? Do you think that's a part of the ground we can take advantage of? I think we can exploit them there, and I also think that we can.
1: And, and does it maybe commit our tactical sub with Cosie looking like he's in the team? Yes. That's a
0: good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Okay. But equally, we have the tactical sub. We can Mm. change the game. Or we can stretch them. We can basically say, if conditions are good, what what doesn't change? In a game, you get slower. Ned Reeves won't get smaller. (laughs) He definitely won't. All right. So Reeves tick. Reeves, I think McDonald plays. Maybe as a sub. McDonald will be in the 23. I don't think he's an ideal sub, but I think he might play there. Uh, the ones, I think probably the three that miss looking at this team are probably Green, Morrison, Bramble, are probably mm. the three that for me miss. And I don't think Reeves is the
0: sub, let's say that. Yeah, no, I don't think Reeves is going to be the sub as well. I'm flummoxed that Jack Grimshaw is not playing, but he doesn't seem fully fit. So I think if he's... I mean, could he be the sub? But that seems weird if he's underdone. I mean, so play, I'm assuming Scrimshaw's fit. Yeah, I'm assuming he is as well. Him, Brockman, Reeves are locks. So I'm with you. Um, I reckon Fergus Green, honestly, and Connor McDonald could be the sub. And Weddle would be mightily unlucky to miss out. Yeah, geez, that's tough. Uh, Morrison and Bramble, I think, of those two do stand out. Um, as guys that wouldn't play. But, geez, I wouldn't want to be in match selection this week. And you talked about the Eagles a second ago. Jack Darling... As we mentioned, we'll be out. Rhett Bazo, Noah Long, Zane True, and Campbell Chesser uh, come into the extended squad with the rest of their bench that I don't quite have in front of me. Um, I don't think Bazo will need to play, even with the two rucks. Bazzo is on the extended bench. Yeah, absolutely. And Noah Noah Long, Zane True. Yeah, you know, they are what they are. Noah Long's a pretty good forward half pie, a bit crafty, but I think they need to get games into Chesser. First round draft pick two years ago at a shocking, I think it was a, initially a shoulder injury and then a knee injury for for the man they called Doritos because his initials are CC. I did not make that up, but that's a pun as bad as mine, just quietly. And if that's the standard you're setting for yourselves, West Coast, no wonder you're in trouble. So I think he's the one that comes in, but it's not really, I mean, we kind of said this against Frio, didn't we? And that kind of came back to bite us, mate, but it's not exactly a lineup on paper that has 22 blokes that you're overly afraid of. Certainly not
1: with what's going on. In fact, we were chatting before off mic. And when I looked through their team sheet, I had one question again and again. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, a, I, I know I don't watch point. as much footy as you do, but I'm a bit more informed than a lot of other people and I don't know a lot of those players.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, just for verbatim, for I don't recommend anyone watching as much footy as I do. It could be a lonely experience, but yeah, I'm with you. There's there's some points on this field where you just go, I mean, we've just got to win that matchup, and we're going to talk about a couple of danger players in a minute. I think there's genuinely two blokes that are the only ones that worry me in any sense at all. Uh, the Eagles last week uh, coughed up their... Coughed up, I should say, Gold Coast. Biggest away margin, 70 points only kicked 43 for the game. Charlie Ballard equaled the AFL record for the most intercept marks in a game with 10. He had eight in the first quarter. Sorry, he had seven in the first quarter, eight in the first half, which is insane. Ben King kicked four goals, three. So if there's ever going to be a game where Mitch Lewis and Jacob Kaczynski might be able to get back into form, I think they'll be looking at this lineup in a big, big way. But, Uh, spoiler alert I think if you're tipping West Coast at this point you're just wanting to tank uh, and that doesn't sit comfortably with me mate how does it sit with you
1: yeah I mean West Coast frankly are not right now putting out an AFL team in terms of talent just Mm -hmm. they're simply not putting out an AFL ready team with their injury list which is no fault of their players mostly I would assume no fault of the coaches um, it lies squarely on a bit of bad luck and some conditioning staff who might be dusting off some resumes, but um, they, they try, like you, I can't fault their effort. You know, last week they ranked second in the competition for tackles per minute of opposition possession for the week. They try, but yeah. they simply don't have the talent to compete with, you know, Matt Rao, Noah Anderson and Ben King. And I mean, a lot of teams would struggle against that trio when they're up and firing, but if they simply don't have the talent right now to compete at the highest level of the game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And and when you've got a West coast team, now this is of course from last week and I won't include Jack darling in this list anyway, but are a, a Hawks team that yes, we do watch closely, but are, are we really going to go to Launceston and if our heart is in it, are we really going to lose to a team that's got Alex Witherton, Luke Edwards, Harry Edwards, who I'm actually a fan of Harry Edwards. I'm going to leave him off this list anyway, but Xavier O'Neill, Brady Hoff, um, Callum Jameson. there you go. There's your second Ruckman. Ned Reeves is automatically a lock. I didn't realize he played last week, but Luke Foley, Connor West, you know, they're not named. There are names, like you said, that people are going to hear me read out and go, who the hell are those guys? And that's kind of the point. I think this is real dangerous. If we lose this game, there are genuinely no excuses for mine. And I'm going to be pretty savage in the six points. If I'm lucky enough to be on the microphone, because I don't care how good you think Harley Reed is. There's something that doesn't sit right with me losing to a side. That's going this badly. Sorry, Hawks fans. Harley Reed is not Ablett Martin and Judd rolled into one. He's an 18 year old kid learning the game. And you can't tell me looking at that West Coast team that you're comfortable losing against that side with the quality of youngsters that we're trying to develop for the betterment of the football club for a kid who's not in the team. He's not even drafted yet. I just, I can't do it. I can't get on board with that. Yeah, unless we have five players go down injured and we're playing with 17
1: for three quarters. And even then I'd still think we should beat this this West Coast lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, we can't. We can't lose this game outside of some pretty extraordinary circumstances, given the list of opposition, given the list we're coming up against.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Now, we're talking about danger, guys. How can West Coast win? Of course, they can. Any team on their day can absolutely win a game of footy. We're not denying that for a moment. But Oscar Allen, right now, I think, is having probably the most underrated season because. He's got three things working against him at the moment. The first one being uh, he's not a superstar yet because he's been injured as often as he has in the past. This doesn't seem that consistent, although anyone that's watched him would know how good his talent is. The second thing is he's not a Victorian player. The Victorian-based media aren't paying that much attention to him. And three, his side's really bad. But Oscar Allen has kicked 24 goals in nine games. Hawthorne's three leading goal kickers this season combined have kicked 29. That's that's not okay, in in my opinion. But he is the guy that if a if Sam Frost or James Sicily uh, do go to him or Jimmy Blank, who I think still named in the side, even though he got subbed out last week, blanks in the run on side. Yeah, so it's it's a good test. And if we do let West Coast get some speed on the ball with your Tim Kellys, your Andrew Gaffs, whether Dom Sheed wants to. Uh, wake up and and get some pace on the ball but Jaden Hunt Jack Petricelli these guys are relatively quick if we do just give up that corridor and they get ball inside 50 he's the one that's going to kick a score and take it away from us yeah I think he's the one who could kick
1: a score mm. for them like they don't they don't have a lot else in terms of scoring power especially without darling but yeah he is I mean you're right I, I don't get to watch a lot of the Eagles play because of other commitments but he is a very, very talented player. Oh, that, is, honestly, it, is it? I know he's been he's been your man since before he was drafted.
0: Yeah, I loved. Yeah, I loved him. He's awesome.
1: But you know, he's, he's not he's not an exorbitantly tall key forward. So it's not, you know, it's not that matchup that Ben King is. Let's say where you kind of have to commit a certain size to him. Like he is someone Sicily could trouble a bit more because the height difference, the height disparity, isn't as great. You know, he's one ninety six, not two oh three. Yeah, that that does make a difference. But equally. He's so good in there. His hands are so strong that he's able to really control the forward line. And he's going to have a presence and he's going to demand attention. The problem is without Darling, he doesn't really have that foil. So are we able to perhaps cover him a bit more, knowing that the ball's only going in one place? And if it's going where they meant it to, which with this West Coast team is a big if, um, it's going to Oscar Allen.
0: And, and the... And I think if you're Adam Simpson, you'd be saying, we've got to lower our eyes, hit up these half forwards, forward pockets, because, you know, Liam Ryan's not there. Jamie Cripps is not there. Jake Waterman was the sub last week, which is, again, extraordinary, and I don't really understand that because he's an uber-talented player. The thing about Oscar Allen that really impresses me the most, though, is he averages three score involvements a game that aren't his own scores. So he's still getting involved, working up the ground a little bit, but he's had 63 score involvements for the year. He's had 35 scores. Um, so, of course, that means he's had 28 without uh, without directly scoring himself, which I think is amazing for a tall forward. Averaging six marks, three of those inside 50. Only one contested mark a game, though, which is not apparently high, which means, fingers crossed, James Sicily will become the actual intercept defender that we think he will, and he's probably a contender for the five stars. I'm not sure if I'm going to give it to him, but this could be a game where we see Sis have his 24 and 12 marks and get back to that all Australian form that he should have been rewarded with last year. And I'm still filthy about it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I agree. This is a super player. And we'll, again, with Oscar Allen being a bit smaller, can probably be troubled a bit more by
0: someone like Sicily. Yep. I reckon Good. so as well, but who's someone that's standing out to you, mate, that might uh, get off the chain. Uh, if West Coast
1: win this game, I preface this statement. I think Andrew Gaff might wind up turning back the clock a bit. You know, it's not often you look at Andrew Gaff's stats and see average for disposals, below average for disposal efficiency, below average for inside 50s, below average for kick efficiency. Uh, that's not the Andrew Gaff that I've loved watching for a decade.
0: Mm.
1: Aside from some incidents that I won't get into here, which I could go on long rants about with them. But you, we obviously know what I'm talking about. Um he is a super player. I think the wide-open spaces of Utah's will probably suit him, to be honest. And if the ball gets fed out to him, that's what he's going to – he could have an absolute field day if he gets a bit of space because he's probably going to play on the opposite wing to Carl Layman. I'd say. They're both more attack-minded wingers. They're both left-footed. So the teams are probably going to have them – they're probably going to spend a lot of time on the opposite side of the ground to each other. Mm. Who covers him? We don't have Finn McGuinness. We don't have that outside run with player because Connor Nash will probably introduce himself to Tim Kelly.
0: <laughs> and I'll explain more
1: in a second, yep. Quite forcefully. <laughs> um, But yeah, if, if West Coast are to beat us, with how our midfield's playing, where they're going to beat us is on that overlap on the outside. And he may be, he may be turning 31 next month and he's he may have had a lot of injuries. But if Andrew Gaff is on that field... There's always that, that worry in the back of my head of he has this ability to just get the ball, use it. And against the Giants, he it was really good when they won. Like he mm. he may be past the two-time All-Australian best that we've seen of him. But we've seen greats turn back the clock time and time again. And he might say to the WA media this week,
0: hey, keep giving it to us. We've st- I've still got something. <laughs> And we've been suspiciously good at getting blokes back into form, which is not something that I like, but you brought up the Nash-Tim Kelly um, likely matchup. And when a bloke who's averaging 29 disposals, albeit only 12 of those are kicks, and we've spoken extensively about our midfielders that like to handball more than they kick, but at only 59%, but 14 of those have been contested. So clearly he's the guy that they're wanting to win the football at the coalface. Seven score involvement, six clearances, and five tackles. Look, it's not the Geelong nearly won the brand low from nowhere, Tim Kelly, but it is still their best midfielder. And of course, Ruben Jinby, who I mentioned before, had 16 tackles last week. So clearly, Jai's got to look at a young man like that and say, you're not taking this crown off me, young champion. It's, uh, let's introduce ourselves and let's see who's uh, who's going at it. Matt Real had 17 tackles, opposed him last week. So it was a tackle off and uh, maybe Jai will get back into those single digits, although... When he's not tackling the footage, I usually he's winning it, which is something that I will not be complaining about against a, a pretty depleted West Coast midfield, and you throw up, you know, Sheed, Jinby, Gaff, Kelly, uh, Liam Duggan, who's played some midfield at 32 last week as well. So it, it's a midfield that I think we can get on top of.
1: Uh yeah, I would agree. Like that our midfield's actually been quite good this year, aside from what they actually do once they get more than five meters away from the stoppage. But that's <laughs> yeah. because, you know, we might get this podcast could get too long if you and I talk about the lack of half-forward connection.
0: Um go to the six points from last week for that. Absolutely. Yes. Or the Noah Cumberland article, even if you don't think he's the answer. Uh last thing, mate, before we get into the uh the tips, the margin and the best on ground. Uh it is Sir Doug Nichols round this round, which is fantastic. Amazing. We've talked about the indigenous jumper before. Um, I think you and I talked about our favorite. Yes, Indigenous we Hawthorne players. I'm not going to ask you about the favourite. If we were doing an Indigenous players draft, I'm talking all-time here. So a Hawthorne bias. We just take that cap off and we put it on the bench there. All-time. You've got pick one. One game for your life. Who are you taking with pick one of the Indigenous all-time draft, my friend? I'll take someone who can play ruck
1: midfield forward or rotate down back. Give me Adam Goods. Oh, damn it. <laughs>
0: Well, if you ta- I'm, I'm, I, then I'm doing it. I'm taking Bud. I gotta get the thousand goals in there somewhere, which I like. All righty, let's get to the tip, the margin, and the best on ground. Now, the last time you and I both picked the Hawks with confidence, we went to Perth and and bad things happened. But surely, after this conversation, mate, we can't sit here and think that we're going to be tipping the Eagles. Surely, uh,
1: I'm not tipping West Coast. I'm normally I think only, I think I don't actually know if I've tipped off on this. year, I'd need to go back through my check to. I've done I- it four times. Okay,
0: Tim, I'm <laughs> Tim would have done it eight, surely. A yeah. great man himself. But yeah, Hawks for mine, margin? Uh thirty-two. Yeah, I'm going a bit more conservative. I'll go twenty. Uh and best on ground. No, now Smithy will be listening to this, but he never gets swayed by us. I'm not saying I've tried to bribe him, but I have asked a question or two in the past. But who do you think could genuinely have a day out in this one, mate?
1: think we might see a return to form of Dylan Moore. Barras will
0: bring the ball down with against Lewis. I think Dylan Moore. Boy, I hope so. Oh, I've i had two years of celebrating, Dylan. I've had more laps of honour around Dylan's form than I reckon anyone. At, at Not only Talking Hawks, I think of the greater Hawthorne community. Just I, a might, little bit down I might. I on- might. I might be challenging you for that, mate. Ask Absolute, my family my ab- thoughts on Dylan Moore. Abso- absolutely. I'll drive up to Canberra. I'll get the boxing gloves out and we'll settle this. Like, gentlemen, let me tell you, be, my Dylan Moore fandom shall not be questioned like that. Uh, best on ground for mine. I think this is either going to be one in the midfield or Mitch Lewis is going to kick eight. I'm going to go midfield, though. Uh, I think Seamus Mitchell, he was outstanding last week with his five stars. I was still firmly in the camp of Jai deserved that five, and I think he's going to take it personally. I think we're going to see a 30-plus disposal, eight clearance masterclass from our man Jai. And one more stat before we get into the end here, mate. Did you know, I think you know because I've put it in the group chat, but Jai Newcomb is currently leading the Hawks for the most goals in fourth quarters. I uh, did not know that. I think that might have been in a different group chat. Okay, but there you go. He's kicked yeah. more goals in last quarters than any other Hawk this year. And uh, in case you need reminding, good people listening to this, he's not a forward. Is that number an impressive number for him, or an indictment on our forward line? It's somehow both.
1: Yeah, but I think which is yeah, not I think Jai J- a good pick as well, especially against a midwest west coast midfield that doesn't have a lot in there. Although, again, I was in the Sheamus camp last week. He's really gone from a, from the scrap heap to a star in five weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah mate, he absolutely has. He did a fantastic write-up, which you should check out on TalkingHawks.com. And, of course, it, just because we sponsor Jai, that didn't create a bias. But you at home can sponsor Jai as well as Denver Granger Barris and Jazz Fleming for the season. You can go to TalkingHawks.com, and you'll be able to see the sponsorship. little button there on the right-hand side. As soon as you hit the home page – Easy, simple as that. Get involved. The player sponsor night last year was outstanding. Highly recommend that you jump on board. And if you could follow the Talking Hawks podcast wherever you're listening at the moment, that would be great. If you're listening to Apple, a five-star review. And if you want to write something out, we'll read it out on the show. We'll get back to those next week for sure. Thanks for jumping on, Liam. And thank you for listening, Hawks fans. We will see you next time. And hopefully with the six points, it'll be celebrating a win. Go the Hawks.